Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 60. I hope you've been enjoying getting into the holiday spirit this year. I just bought one of those fresh rosemary bushes at the grocery store. You know the ones, they they just look like little Christmas trees, and I just love that natural smell of rosemary that fills the house, and it makes it smell all holiday-ish. And if you're still looking for some holiday gift ideas, don't forget to check out the Quest for the Best Holiday Gift Guide. It's in the blog section of my website at carefullyhealing.com. It has more than 25 wonderful gift ideas that are perfect for somebody on a health journey, whether that's a friend, a loved one, or even just yourself. For this week's episode, we delve again into the emotional and spiritual side of a health journey. And my guest for this is Amy Jones. Amy is a soul healing practitioner, and we talk about getting in touch with your intuition during your health journey, and also about sorting through emotions and beliefs, which ones are really yours and which ones aren't, and changing the volume of the energies around you. This is a really interesting and beautiful episode, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. And so with that, let's dive right in. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here with you, Kirsten. Well, I'm so glad you're on because the emotional and spiritual parts of this journey for so many of us are such a key piece, especially when we didn't necessarily know it was going to come up when we sort of entered this journey. I know that was true for me. I was very much focused on the physical piece of it, but it took me, I don't know, 15 or 18 months before all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, there's so much more to this that I have to do. And that was more of the emotional piece and the spiritual piece. So I'm so excited to dig into your background so we can see what your path brought you to and some of the things you're doing now. Amazing. Yes. I think we do get a little bit more than we bargain for when we start a healing journey. I think we come to this healing journey thinking, I've got this really annoying, debilitating, life-altering symptom, and we're very focused on healing that. And then this whole thing opens up where we're staring at our emotional and spiritual stuff, and we have to walk through that too. So I think the healing journey is a incredible process, and it takes us on 
this amazing journey of coming to grips with our own story and really seeing what healing actually means. Yes, it's the healing of that symptom, but it's the healing of your soul and so much more and this finding out who you really are and discovering your purpose. So I know a lot of people who are listening to you resonate with that because I think a lot of people start to get this calling and this desire to want to help to spread the message, to bring healing to the world. So yeah, with my journey, I had a number of things wrong. I mean, I'd been sick since I was a kid. I think I'd had my first dose of antibiotics while I was still in my mum's. So, you know, I grew up on antibiotics, infection after infection, tonsillitis always, and having a kind of experience of life where I was half joining in, always a little bit, you know, could be sick on my birthday and all those important events. So get to my 30s and I have a newborn baby and a toddler and my energy is just completely disappearing. There's a number of things going wrong with me. I'd given up on the doctors a long time ago, but had I been going, I would have had a thyroid diagnosis and an endometriosis diagnosis and a number of things. But the point is here that I was not switched on to any of what was going on in my own body. But what was going on in my life was that my two-year-old daughter had had seizures. And at one point, I thought I'd lost her. And that was the hugest wake-up call to me. I walked around in this wounded place of shock for a little while. But it, it alters you. It would alter anyone who'd been through something like that. What it did was open me up to something completely different because I was desperate. So it opened me up to medical medium information, because let's face it, it's really out there. You know, I'd grown up in the medical system. Prior to having my kids, I'd worked in advertising. I was a very normal person. (laughs) I don't consider myself perhaps a normal person these days. But, you know, something had to shake me out of that. And it came through my kids. And unfortunately, it came through their suffering. But they are brave souls because they did shake me awake. And then I started to get us on this healing journey. Now, we found this information when it just came out in the first book. So there wasn't all the support and knowledge around it that there is now. There wasn't all the Facebook groups, beautiful podcasts like this. And there was just one book. And Anthony was doing a Hay House radio show at the time, which I could just about listen while making breakfast at six in the morning sometimes because of the time difference. How is it that you came upon his information in the first place? So I first found his information through a Hay House email. I knew I was searching for something. So you know how you get all those emails in your inbox and you delete them all or you unsubscribe. I started to pay attention to the Hay House ones because I wanted something, but I didn't know what it was. There was something I needed. So I think this is a bit of wisdom that was saying, right, pay attention now, Amy, something's coming. There was this guy with this book coming out. So at first I was skeptical and I rang my mum and I said, I think you should get this book (laughs) because it had the magic word thyroid on and she was a little older than me. And of course, like most women of a certain age, I have a thyroid problem. She got it and she said, this is the real thing. So I got it. And we just started to chip away at trying to get to grips with this information despite the brain fog and and everything. But very quickly, I saw a shift 
in my kids. I think that's the beautiful thing about children is that you can see things shift a little quicker because they don't have all the back catalogue of <laughs> toxins that we have as we get older. But I really began to grow enormous faith in this information. Then I started to see, oh, right, I'm really sick. I am so sick that I can't even, I can't comprehend the amount of things that I have going on with me. In fact, it was when I would read other people's accounts of their healing, and they would say something like, I have heavy legs, which is a neurological fatigue symptom. I was like, oh, yeah, I used to have that, but I don't have it now. So I would notice symptoms that I no longer had because I'd healed them, but I would recognize them in other people. That's actually a really key part because I was very disassociated and checked out of my body, which has been a big part of my healing. And so when you started, your focus really was on your kids, though. And were you doing this along with your kids sort of just in sympathy with no real focus on yourself? I think because I have brain fog. I had so much brain fog back then. I was just doing this because I read it and it answered all the questions. I'd been to the doctors. This is the thing that everybody says, right, about medical medium information. I'd been to the doctors. They'd shrug their shoulders and they'd say, you know, they'd just give me that sympathetic look and they'd say, well, you know, you can Google it. Like I got told to Google things. I got told once about my daughter that the next thing they test for is cancer. You know, like they told me really scary things, but with no real frame of reference or information behind anything. So I was done with that. Like I said, I'd kind of given up on that with my own health a long time before. But uh, yeah, I just read it and it was truth. There was just no getting away from it. It was truth. So we were just all going to do this and we were going to figure it out and just try it. And I was pretty gung ho about it. I was like, I'll just get these supplements. We can't, couldn't get a load of stuff in the UK back then. But I was like, let's just do it. So it really started to change things around for us. But then the big twist in my story is that as I healed, I started to fall apart emotionally because I had this trauma from my teenage years that I hadn't acknowledged. I'd done my very best at hiding this. And I'd even had a near-death experience when I was 14 relating to this trauma that I was going through for a period of time in my life. And I had just not told a soul, not a single person. But now it was there. It was right under the surface and I was crying and I was breaking down and I needed to function because I had these two little kids and I couldn't just sit there crying and, you know, losing myself in this. But I also knew I just didn't want to talk this through. I didn't want to relive the trauma in order to move through it. I had this really strong, stubborn, if you like, belief. So I just decided I was going to do it myself because I knew I was the only person that would really hold that for myself. So I sat down with the Emotion Code book, The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson, which is a wonderful tool and a really empowering thing for bringing healing back into the hands of just the mum like me or anybody, you know? And I'll put a link to that book in the show notes. Yeah, it's a really handy tool. And I read it, put my kids to bed, and sat down for about an hour and worked on releasing all this stuff that was right there for me. And amazingly, kind of to my disbelief, I mean, I believed it because I was doing it, but I was so surprised 
that then the next day I went to bed, the next day I'm not crying anymore. And actually I could think about and I could acknowledge and know my trauma without the emotional response. It was like the sting was completely taken from that. Oh, I think that's such a great way to look at it because for some of the work I've done, and you know, I know there's a lot of people out there, they haven't begun this emotional journey yet. And I think that's such an important piece of understanding what happens when you heal it. It's taking that ignition of the emotion out of the memory. It's not like you can erase the memory. That's not the point. It's to take all of that heavy emotion away from it so that it's okay. It happened. It's in the past. It's okay. I can talk about it, but without the emotion, I love that. Yeah, that part is really important because I say to people all the time, I kind of feel like a broken record because I say this all the time to people, that when you can get that emotion, pick it up and put it aside, then you can take the learning from that situation, which might sound like a funny thing if it's a highly traumatic situation. But without going into the details, like something like my situation, I didn't have a sense of who I was. I didn't have a sense of how to feel safe in my body. I didn't have a sense of how to, you know, like say no, or like to, to protect myself. I didn't have any of that awareness. So when I can get the emotion out of the way and stop crying and stop, you know, being hurt by that and wounded by that, I can then start to change that. And this is that piece where we rise above. This is where we become so powerful and so strong. And it's the same with chronic health journeys. You know, like it might not be the kind of trauma I was talking about, but going through chronic health issues is traumatizing. Watching the world go on with their lives and living from this place of, I can't do that, or is it going to hit me now? Or will I be able to do that? And having to always keep a little in reserve it's a very traumatizing way to be, particularly in this world. So when we can see how strong we are, like take anxiety, for example, the perception is that someone with anxiety is weak, that they maybe haven't got mastery over their feelings and their emotions. Whereas what I see is somebody with anxiety is about 50 times stronger than the person without anxiety, because what they have to do from morning till night is so much more. They don't have that level of health they can take for granted. So this is the part that I love, as you can probably see, like I get quite impassioned when I talk about this. This is the part that I love when I see people who've been through really difficult things, they transform and they become so powerful. And then that's it. They go out there in the world and they start making amazing things happen for themselves and other people. Yes. So once you started using medical medium and your symptoms started healing, you had started using the emotion code work. What happened after that? That's a good question. Yes. After that, I started to be able to do this for other people. I started to be able to, because I would explain to a couple of close family members or friends and they would be interested and they were like, I want a bit of that. Can you do that for me? I was like, I'll, I'll try. I don't know. And as I started to do this, I was understanding that I had this knowing, this sort of, I call it a little window into someone's life. Like only when I switch it on, <laughs> I don't walk around doing this and you have to learn how to switch it on and switch it off. But when I switch it on, I can see where that hurt and pain lies in someone. 
And then I can, when I say I, it, it's not me, it's this place of wisdom and this place of intuition, but I can understand how to transform that, how to, like I say, take that sting out of that or how to help bring healing to that soul wound or heart wound or, or whatever it, it might be. So I was just suddenly flooded with this intuition and this way of living, which I really feel goes back to my near-death experience because I kind of always had this sense of like this voice, this this knowing in, with me that would get me out of trouble and had sort of steered me out of a few difficult situations or would be that stubborn voice that said, no, Amy, you're going to be the one that does your healing. You're going to do the emotion code. And, you know, so I I had to get to grips with what I was now experiencing because having released the emotional sting, I was able to access all this intuition. I, I, I was just becoming myself again. It's just that all the layers weren't in the way. It's, it's not that I was turning into something completely different. It was simply that I was just becoming who I'm supposed to be in this world. So at that point, I wanted to reach out and work out what was going on for me. It's probably quite a natural thing to do. So at that point, I reached out to Eileen Crispell because I knew I could trust her. She was in the medical medium community. Fantastic. And I featured Eileen Crispell on episode 50 of the podcast. And that one was titled How Emotional and Spiritual Journeys Tie into a Health Journey. Yeah. So Eileen is a wonderful soul. She's this really grounded soul. And I reached out to her, thank God, because she said to me a really transformative question. She said, you know, that's great. You're getting all this stuff. Yeah. Because for me, it was this big deal. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. That's normal. I, I know what you're talking about. But where are you getting your information from? Do you know? And I was like, no, it hadn't even occurred to me. So that was transformative because that's a line in the sand that I hold, and Eileen hold, because we now work together. Because it's vital to know that you're working with light. It's vital to understand who you're working with, where your information is coming from, so that it's coming from a place of compassion. And also so that you can separate yourself from that. Because I always say to people, what do I know with my, you know, limited years of experience on this world? What do I know about whoever's going to come through the door and, and their problems? I want to be working from this place of compassion and getting my intuition from that space. So at that point, she helped me to connect with, in the shamanic world, we call it the, the compassionate guides. Compassionate guides have free will. They work for the light or for God, and they're for help and healing. So some people might call that an angel. So I had to become clear about where my information was coming from so that I could discern how to help other people. So I started to work with Eileen. She mentored me for a while. And then she said to me, will you work with me someday? Like, shall we, shall we do this ourselves? In fact, that's a funny story because I said, well, yeah, I need zero time to think about that. But I do feel a little bit like Luke Skywalker to Yoda. And she was like, <laughs> she laughed and just said, let's just do this. Don't worry about that. You've got this. And then more recently, she said to me, you're not Luke Skywalker anymore, are you? You're a Yoda too. And I was like, yeah, okay, I can take that now. <laughs> I've lost that. 
because Eileen was this great soul who had really mentored me. And she's been a huge part of getting me to be the kind of healer that I am. And we hold the same boundaries around the way that we work. We hold space in the same way we completely align in how we work. But we're two very individual people. So people who've worked with both of us, they comment that they get different things from us. So that's why I love working with Eileen, because we we just get together and this beautiful magic happens. You compliment each other. Yeah, I think we um we are sort of psychics. Awesome. And so do you have any tips or recommendations for people who might just be starting to open up to this aspect of their health journey? Yes, absolutely. In fact, one of the first things that I would say is to become familiar with the fact that you are a body, a heart, a spirit, and a soul. This is medical medium information. You can read about this in the revised and expanded edition of the medical medium book on page 14. And this is the secrets behind chronic and mystery illness and how to finally heal book, the book one that he just revised a few months ago. Yes, it's actually in both editions, but the page reference for the second one is page 14. So this understanding of our whole selves is really transformative. So as you were saying, Kirsten, that you started on this healing journey and then it opened up so much more because we come at it from this level of the body and we're seeking peace in our bodies. And then we stumble over trying to find peace in our hearts and our spirits and our souls. And Anthony gives a really beautiful description of what each of these parts of ourselves does. So like our heart, for example, holds our compassion, our joy and our love. So if we have heart wounds, it can be very difficult to experience joy. We can be in the most joyous situation, but feeling joy can feel completely unavailable to us or perhaps showing ourselves self-compassion. So a lot of people in this community, I would argue everybody in this community is empathic. And the empathic person has this tendency to show a lot of compassion to others, but not themselves, because we're very in tune with the needs and the thoughts and the feelings of other people. And we will often put their needs above our own. We might have experienced the world this way because we've had to kind of tone ourselves down for this non-empathic kind of way of life and society that we grow up in. So understanding what the heart does can help ignite that healing. So the spirit, for example, this is your will and your strength. It's your drive. So if you're really struggling with your motivation, the spirit can be a really good place to start. It's also your intuition. This is why so many people will start drinking their celery juice, cleaning up that gut area, because we know from Anthony that the spirit's largely located in the gut, and then their intuition kicks in. So that's a really great place to focus on. And then the soul, the beautiful soul, this is who you are, and this lives in the brain. And Anthony has given us a whole load more detail on this really juicy part of ourselves in the more recent meditations. And even the podcast, like the anxiety podcast, where he talks about how the soul will leave the body when we go through something traumatic in the shamanic world. We talk about that in terms of soul retrieval. 
So we can really come to understand these parts of ourselves. And the soul is the holder of our hope, our trust, our faith, our purpose. It's so important. So I think healing is really this beautiful journey of knowing who you are. When you take all those layers away, who are you? Because when you come to that space of really knowing yourself, you're just operate in the world in such a beautiful way and you lift others up and you don't even need to try. Oh, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. And so how would somebody start that process of trying to discover who they are? So this is the deep work that I get very excited about and that I could talk about for hours. But you do start that process by healing your body, by working on bringing in those foods, kicking out those unwanted house guests of the pathogens and the, the heavy metals, all the unforgiving for, and you're just cleaning yourself up because the body has an innate awareness of how to heal. The soul does know how to heal if you create the conditions. But so one part of it is to just get started on the body. So as I explained in my story, we can't access those parts of ourselves until we're physically strong enough to hold ourselves through it. And that's another piece that Anthony brings. Like if the soul is wounded, the spirit might step in and just will you through it and help you get through something difficult while it's healing. So we have to have this awareness of all of these parts of ourselves healing together, not one in isolation, because I think we see a lot of people that might want to just do the physical piece or who just want to do the soul piece. And this is about the whole picture for whole healing. The other piece of starting that is the awareness. Once you hold this awareness, you hold an intention. I want to heal my soul. I want to let go of that pain that I hold in my heart, that grief, that sadness. I want to be free from that now. Then your life will line up and help you to match that. Oh, I love that. There's probably a lot of people listening who find this sort of hard to wrap their heads around. And I will say, I will speak for myself specifically. I had no idea that this was part of the journey when I started. I literally just thought it was about the food. And, you know, I started with book one. I found it a couple of weeks after he put it out. I don't remember. I know I read it, but I'm sure I do not remember reading that page. Yes, he's got meditations and angels and stuff in there, but I sort of ignored that and was more focused on the physical. I think from the way you're describing it, it's not like anything could have gotten through the layer of the symptoms that I was dealing with, right? It's it's like I had to peel back the layers of the symptoms and the layers of the viruses and the layers of just the junk and the brain fog and everything else before I could be open to it. And once I got there, then it's like, okay, now it starts to open up. And, you know, I, I knew it as soon as it happened because I was like, something's different, something's changed and I need to go do some work on this. Yeah, and that is what is so awesome about the books. They were written to withstand time. So when we start reading that first book, we can take on this amount of information. You know, we can take on this much and we can just get the keys that we need, the tools that we need to start healing our body. When we go back to that book and we're suddenly stronger and we're a little bit more healed, we can start picking out some more information. And in fact, what I'm noticing at this crazy challenging time that we're all living in, as the quickening seems to be getting quicker, they become more relevant. Those little throwaway bits that we 
may have missed and skipped over or not have noticed, you go back and they blow your mind. And you're like, how could I have missed this? Well, that's because you weren't the version of you that read this first time round. You had a little bit more work to do. Yep. And you weren't ready for it, right? I I feel like it's the peeling of the onion, right? You get out, like the first time you read the first book, you get out of it just what you need. And then the second time you get a little more out of it. And the third time you get a little more. And over that period of time, your body's healing. So you're ready for that next step. Yes, absolutely. The analogy of the peeling of the onion could not be more perfect for what it is like to heal. And I think we need to be ready for that. We might have felt like we've dealt with something. Say we had some grief in our lives and we might have felt like we dealt with it, but then we cleanse, we do some more. And then we find that we revisit that. And often I'll have people say, but I dealt with that a long time ago. I'm like, yes, you absolutely did. You dealt with it in whatever way you were able to deal with it. Now let's go a little deeper and let's see what else there is in that. And like I say, I like to really bring in the gift of that, the learning. What can you take from that? What strength have you got from that? Because then I feel that helps you to really extract yourself from that pain. Brilliant. I love it. Because I think so many people have that, right? I even just look around in this world and I I see the way people are acting. Just even when you're running through a grocery store parking lot and you'll see how people are acting and, you know, they may not be mindful of other people and they're being a little selfish or, you know, whatever. The, the, those are just my own labels. But there are people you can see who they clearly have some hurts in there that need addressing and they're acting out against them and they just don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, who gets out of this life unscathed these days? You know, I say you could take anyone off the street and help them with this information. You could help them heal. You could look at their heart, spirit, and soul. You could help them. However, does that person want your help? You can only do this work if that person is willing and ready and wants you to help. And you must always honor that. You'll drive yourself crazy if you don't, and you'll drive the other person crazy. (laughs) But it's really important that it's this openness and this readiness. It's like how we've all come to this healing. We all come to this because we are ready. We're Like I was desperate. I I don't know that I I could have passed this by. I could have just said, oh, not, not yet, maybe someday. But I was like, no now. It has to be now. And it's that readiness that opens us up for healing. I completely agree. It's so funny because once I found Anthony's work, I showed it to a friend of mine and she said, I told you about this guy two or three years ago. It's like, I don't even remember it. I wasn't ready. Like I didn't have nearly the health issues I had at the moment that I found his first book. And I was like, oh my God, this is really, this is the truth. And I really need this. We get there when we're ready and everybody does. And I hear so many people, I mean, God love everybody because we all just want to help other people. And all the time in the Facebook groups, I see people and they're like, oh, I'm trying to get my mother, father, husband, son, whoever to follow this because I know it'll really help them. And they don't want to do it. And it's like, well, we do have to honor the fact that they're on their own journey and you know, we can make them aware of the information, but you can't push them. If they're not ready, they don't want to do it and they'll push back. Yeah. And sometimes it's really important in that instance to ask yourself, is this the most effective use of my time? Because you do, you have this amazing skill set and this amazing capacity to help people. Once you take this information in, once you've been through this 
your own healing journey, you become this amazing, resilient soul and you have this great capacity to help. But trying to help the person that you want to help but doesn't want your help, is that the best use of your time? This is the classic empath syndrome. And then I was talking about earlier where we have a lot of compassion for others, but we may not recognize how we can have self-compassion. But empaths will typically feel like they want to go out there and save everyone because they feel that suffering and it comes from such a beautiful place. And they understand what someone's going through without them necessarily even needing to tell them. They just get a look from someone or they can just feel that suffering and they want to help alleviate that. But we have to stay strong and effective in our own bodies so that we can help those who are ready because it's the classic empath syndrome where people will say, I'm an empath, so I'm drained all the time. We want you, if you're an empath, let's make that your superpower. Let's get you really strong in that. Let's not have you drained because this world needs some strong empaths right now. Amen to that. So what's another one of the tips that you have? I loved this one. This is fantastic. Well, it builds really from talking about empaths. It's really important to know what's yours and what's not yours. So a lot of what you're feeling right now in the world, there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of indecision and anxiety. There's a whole lot of feeling. There's anger. And you may be feeling some of that fear or whatever it is. And becoming aware that it may not just be yours can be really helpful. Awareness is always a great step in anything that we're feeling. But if you can ask yourself, is it mine? If it's not, can you let that go? It sounds really simple. I appreciate that it sounds too simple. But once we have consciousness of our thoughts and feelings, when we can label them and know what they are, we can have some power over them and we can start to choose. Okay, this isn't my fear. This is my sister's fear. That's the uh, mum that I ran into in the playground. That's my father's fear. Or is it old even? Is this really old fear? Did you grow up with a lot of fear? Did it come through your ancestry? Are you used to this fear-based mentality? If it's old, it probably wasn't yours. It came from the thoughts and feelings of those before you. So once again, do you want to hold that anymore? I mean, that sounds like a silly question. Who wants to hold that fear? So if you don't, can you let that go now? So can you focus on that? And can you consciously send it away? I like to breathe it away. I know there's a lot of really intuitive people in this healing community. Some people will visualize it. Some people will have their own way of doing that, putting it in a bubble and sending it away. But can can you just let that go? And then notice what does that feel like in your body? So it's about gaining this mastery of our emotions so that we can remember what it's like to feel like us. Because empaths, we're feeling us plus 10,000 other people all the time. I've never heard it described like that, but as an empath myself, I completely relate to everything you just said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that when I go out in the world, I know I pick up on everybody else's energy. It's crazy. Yeah. So intention gives you the mastery of that because intention can say, I'm going to turn that volume down right now because I'm driving my car and I'm going around buying my groceries and I don't want to 
notice all the feelings and thoughts and the heaviness of everybody else around me. I don't want to feel that. And then intention can say, all right, I am in this beautiful conversation with somebody that I feel that I can help by using these empathic skills. I'm going to turn that up now. I'm going to turn that volume on. Or maybe it's with your child. They're not much of a talker, but you really want to understand some of what they're going through. I think that volume is always kind of on with children. But, you know, you get to decide when you're using that because we kind of live from this place that it happens to us rather than we are in control of our empathic, intuitive skills. They're your skills. You get to use them. Fantastic. I love that. And I think it ties into with the first one because it's all it all ties into the awareness, right? And it all depends on what you're being aware of. But awareness, it's the first step. Yes. So me and Eileen, we have this saying. It's just the healing is essentially know thyself know thyself. What is it like in your body? What is it like when you're around other people? But what is it like in your heart, your spirit and your soul? When you can really know yourselves, we likely haven't spent a day on this really knowing ourselves before we come across this information because the world simply isn't set up for that. And this is when you're most powerful. Brilliant. I love it. So my third tip is about stress because we are all slammed right now. Everybody is feeling the stress. I think feeling stress right now is a symptom of having a heartbeat because it's all around us and we're feeling the pressure of life. So Anthony talks about this in Life-Changing Foods. You can look at this on page 19 under the heading of dealing with stress. And he talks about stress as the great teacher. So stress is there not to drive you crazy. I know it looks that way, but stress is there to teach you something. It's to help you grow. So Anthony says that just the act of being chosen to be in your stressful situation makes you successful before you've even begun because you're selected to be here right now. One of these precious souls at this amazing time, amazingly challenging time on earth. But if we can start to see what stress might want to teach us, so where we might be feeling that we're living in a place of chaos, I think that it pushes us to a number of different things. It can push you into greater faith. That one's a very common one. It can push you into mastering yourself, your emotions, your feelings, knowing what's yours, what's not yours, so that you can start to take control of your life and not have your life run you. It pushes you to a place of compassion. So when we can start to see the truth in stress, we can have this relationship with stress where we can understand what it's trying to bring to our lives. And this is what Anthony tries to encourage us to do in this book. So I highly recommend that you read that part on page 19 of life-changing foods because Anthony will always say it much better than I could ever say it because this is living word. I love that. As soon as we're done with this, I'm so going to read that again. This one resonates with me so much because I'm not immune. I get stuck in all the little stressors. I've had quite a bit of stress over the last couple of months. There's been a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world with so many different aspects of my life. And that one really resonates with me. That's such a great reminder. And 
you know, this comes back to what we were talking about before where, yep, read all the books, read them all multiple times. Don't remember that part in life-changing foods. Clearly it's time to go dig deeper. This is it because this is where he's talking about the quickening and this is where he's talking about now particularly. And this is where he talks about us being the frog in the boiling pot where we are just so used to life that we actually can't see how much stress we're being put under, how much life is changing so fast because it's happening before our eyes. So yes, going back to read this brings a lot of context to what we might be living through right now. Oh, brilliant. And of course that book came out in, let's see, the first one came out in 2015. So this one would have come out in November of 2016. So certainly long before now is October of 2021, as we're taping this, clearly there's been a lot going on in the last year and a half that none of us knew was coming back in 2016 when that book came out, but it's amazing that it's also relevant. That right there blows my mind. When I think of Anthony, even as a child as well, like he got this information, this gift at four, and he's been readying himself and readying us for this time. None of us knew was coming, but he did. And he held that and he's so humble in it. And he carried the weight of that. And when I think of that, which I often do, it's just, I don't think it will ever not blow my mind because the strength that he must have, that gives me even greater faith in all of this, because he holds it so well, and he models it so well. He gives us so much hope. Amen to that. And it just makes me think of him. I don't remember which book it's in, but in one of the books, he has a picture of himself when he was four. And I just think of that little boy, and it's like, oh my goodness, you've had this burden to bear. But thank thank God, thank Spirit, thank Him. Thank goodness we have this information, right? Right. That was in Liver Rescue, I believe. And that came out when my little boy was four. And I would look at his photo and I would know what it's like to be the mother of a four-year-old and think, thank God that's not on his shoulders. You know, I mean, it was very clearly just meant for Anthony's shoulders. But just to know the tenderness of a four-year-old, it's such an incredible weight. And he took that for us all. Amazing. It's amazing. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about the Rewild Renew program? Eileen talked about this in her episode too, but I'd love to hear a little more about it from your perspective. Okay. So Rewild Renew was kind of born from this place of me and Eileen wanting to see people take back the healing of the heart, spirit, and soul into their hands. We really wanted to do something that was really empowering. And we know that the way to really become the healer in your own life is to go through your own deep healing journey. This is what we did. And we also know everybody has that in them. We know that by the fact that you have a soul and you have your own hope, trust and faith, and you have your own intuition, that you are perfectly placed to be able to do that. Now, of course, there's times in your life where you need a little holding and a little help and support. And that is a beautiful thing as well. And you can be doing both at the same time even. But we wanted to create something where people could really learn how to be in this world because we also feel that this world was set up for a certain type of person. 
that that wasn't perhaps empathic, intuitive, but it was set up for us not to be powerful as well. Because as we come home to ourselves and as we really living from this space of the analytical, logical brain and the intuitive mind working side by side, we just become so powerful. We become unstoppable. When you heal the soul, fear will leave your life. It will dissolve. You will find yourself feeling strong and solid and just able to weather the storms. And if you can hold that for yourself and perhaps hold that for others, that's so important right now. So this program was really born out of trying to empower people to bring this soul healing piece and this this what some people might call emotional and spiritual piece of their healing journey together and it's very rooted to the body as well in fact we have modules that are specifically about the body as well because as i said before you can't just take one piece of yourself and heal that in isolation it has to be the whole thing oh my god yes Yes. Like my soul is just sitting here singing because from everything you're saying, it's like, yes, I've never heard it put this way. And I just love it. I love it. Like, I I feel like this is sort of the journey. Tell me what you think of this. I feel like some of this is, this is the journey of life. This is the the journey of the human carnation, the human incarnation. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that we are here to heal. And what we're doing is we're not just healing ourselves. When we heal, it's having huge ripple effects, some of which we may leave this earth and never see. In fact, I would be quite sure that you will have that effect. And even in the most surprising of cases as well. But when we heal, this is our soul's work. In fact, Anthony says in the first book that we need to be healing our soul so that at the end of our lives it's sufficiently intact to survive its journey beyond the stars so our very purpose here is to make sure we have enough power within our souls we came to a difficult world where we were going to struggle and we get to accumulate this beautiful soul's gold because of that so healing is our great work And so there are many people in this community who might be on Mattress Island and they feel a sense of failure because they can't go out to work. They can't do certain things. They can't take part in what is, you know, perceived as life and normal living. But to those people, it's so important to know that your act of drinking your celery juice, your act of healing your body is just the most fundamental thing that we have to do. And it's so powerful. So it's not that you're without purpose. You're actually with great purpose. It's such a lesson to go through that, right? It really is. Yeah. It's a really big lesson in surrender as well, when you have to let all of that go and just acquiesce to this place of healing and your willingness to go on that healing journey is testament to the strength of your soul and your spirit. It's so important. Absolutely. And I, it makes me think of a couple of the different guests that I've interviewed on the podcast, one of them being Alyssa Degati, another one being Anita Sujivana. They were on Mattress Island and it's so wonderful to talk to them about that journey from 
you know, the dark place, the soul where they weren't sure they were going to make it. They couldn't get out of bed. They thought they were going to die, you know, however it manifests itself with each person. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why I have people like that on here, because if you're out there and you're listening and you are at that place, know that there are a lot of people in our community who have been at that place and they have fought their way through it. And any inspiration that any of us can provide, we're happy to provide because we want you here too. And we know you can do it. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. And this is what is so unique about this community. It's just packed, filled with love and compassion. And it's so genuine that we've been there and we want so much to be able to offer any part of ourselves. And it's such a vulnerable community. I think that's so unusual. It's so vulnerable. People will go online and they will lay it bare and warts and all and show you you know, their most difficult photos of before and after or the stories of all that they've been through. They don't care as long as it can help. It's just such a beautiful place to be. And it's a real honor to be in that community, isn't it? It really is. It really is. After I found Medical Medium's work at the end of 2015, in 2017, like it started to create a lot of upheaval in my life because the life I was living did not fit with the life that I wanted to be living. And, you know, I had started changing parts of it and I'm like, the rest of it doesn't fit. And I was so happy to walk away from that part because I wanted to live in a better place. And, you know, that, it, that made a massive, I, mean, I, I never would have thought that that book would have changed my life as much as it did, but it's so brilliant to be with all the other people who are going through the same type of journey who understand yeah, in fact, this is a huge part of what we do with We Wild, We Knew, because when you start to change your life and you start to change the way you eat, when you find that truth, you become obsessed. I think we've all experienced that where we're like, we're obsessed with medical media information. I definitely uh, am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we just want to meet more like-minded souls and we're obsessed with ounces of celery juice and all of this kind of stuff. And so much of our life falls away. It feels like it doesn't fit anymore. Our relationships feel like they don't fit anymore. That's the real struggle. People that are, have been in very long-term relationships, they start to change. Then it begs the question, well, who am I? Because I used to be this girl who was interested in these things and I would go shopping and I would go drinking or I would meet for coffee or I would eat out. You know, we would define ourselves in those sorts of terms. And it's like now I'm this girl that some people would call boring. I wouldn't call it boring, but some people would because I'm sitting there talking about lemon juice and celery water. And, you know, I made this great medical meeting recipe and getting excited about being in the kitchen and like the very basic things in life. And we kind of lose ourselves a little bit because we are in this process of letting so much go in our lives and having to find what's really in our lives. So like, I think of it like this, like I was a party girl. I was too. Right. I'm sure there's plenty of old party girls here, right? <laughs> I was a party girl. And now I don't drink at all. I don't touch a drop. And, you know, I eat really clean. Obviously, like I do the whole thing. Like I go the whole nine yards. And I felt like I lost myself in that. And then one day, I, it just occurred to me that I was that party girl because I just like 
to be silly and I like to have fun and I just want to have a giggle. I was like, I can still do that. In fact, I have a ton more energy to do that. (laughs) Amen to that. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, I find myself doing that, but I had forgotten that that's what I wanted. And so I was like, okay, I just need to lighten up. It's that light heart piece. And I think we're doing things looking for the wrong kind of fulfillment that we can't really get. Because if you want to have fun, alcohol is no fun the next day. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) A long term. (laughs) And it's a kind of pseudo fun anyway. So you come to this place of real authenticity and Rewild Renew, we like to be the backdrop for that. We talk about boundaries and relationships and compassion and all these changing parts of ourselves. And it's just such a deep dive and it's such a compassionate space and there's nowhere to hide because you're just going to go through it. But it's this community, but it's also a very private space as well to go through that. So, yes, I think the journey of finding the self is just such a key thing that we're all doing. Amen. We need more people like you in this world. And hopefully this community is just fostering more and more people like that too. So awesome. Amy, this has been so cool. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's been really cool. Could you tell people where they could find you online if they want to learn more about you or more about Rewild Renew? Yes, of course. And I just want to say, Kirsten, I have had a great time chatting with you. It's been a really fun way to spend my time here. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Jones Healing. And Amy is spelled A-M-I-E. I'm a little different like that. And you can also find me at amyjoneshealing.com on my website. For Rewild Renew, we have an Instagram page at Rewild Renew. But you can reach out to either me or Eileen Crispell, who is at Eileen.Crispell. And that's where we're most active because that's where most of you are. So we have a little Rewild Renew page, but you're probably going to find us more on our own personal pages. Perfect. And I'll put a note in the show notes for that as well. Thank you. Perfect. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been such a joy to have you here and such a gift as well. Thank you. It's just been wonderful. And I love having this time to talk to you, Kirsten. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Show notes for this episode, episode 60, are available through your podcast provider like Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you've followed Quest for Healing. And they're also on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. Here I'll include the links to many of the things that we just talked about, including the links of how to find Amy online and the link for the Quest for the Best holiday gift guide. For next week's episode, I am really excited to have Marilyn Nelson on. She is one of the co-founders behind my favorite cleaning products company, Branch Basics. She talks about how her own health issues and those of her son who had experienced extreme chemical sensitivity as a child inspired her to found Branch Basics. And we also talk about how toxins around our homes, including pesticides and electromagnetic fields, can get in the way of healing. This is a really special episode, so please make sure that you follow the podcast so you don't miss it. If you're looking for additional support on your own health journey, you can learn more about how we can work together directly by going to my health coaching website at carefullyhealing.com or by finding me on social media on Facebook at Carefully Healing or on Instagram or YouTube at Carefully Healing with Kirsten. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. 
These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium lauryl sulfate-free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started, and you can use my code CAREFULLYHEALING, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com. <laughs> 